For Arizona Public Media, I'm Leslie Tolbert, Regents Professor Emerita in Neuroscience at the University of Arizona, and this is Arizona Science. Our guest today is Torsten Falk, Associate Professor in Neurology and Pharmacology. Thanks for coming, Torsten. Well, thank you for the invite, Leslie. You're doing really fascinating work on a devastating brain disease called Parkinson's disease. Could you briefly tell us about the symptoms of Parkinson's and what's known about the mechanisms that underlie the disease? So Parkinson's disease is mostly known as a movement disorder where you actually have problems with movement initiation, with slowness of movement, and with tremor as probably the most known symptoms for people. And uh, while there are a host of other other symptoms that are non-motor symptoms, this is the most debilitating part. And it comes from uh, a lack of a neurotransmitter called dopamine. This dopamine is released from a specific type of cell, and it normally modulates movement. But those cells die. And in those Parkinson's. cells die in Parkinson's disease, and as a result of that, you get dysregulation of movement. While some people study uh, the causes of the disease with the idea of reducing uh, the damage, another important area of study is to minimize the side effects of current gold standard therapy. Because currently most Parkinson's disease patients will be treated with a drug called levodopa. And what is that? It replaces the dopamine that's been lost? That is correct. So levodopa is a precursor to dopamine that's taken up as a pill and then it travels into the brain and there it's transferred and metabolized into dopamine and replaces the missing dopamine. So that sounds promising. How do you go about testing that? Certainly not in people. That is correct. So we have to go uh, to the lab for that. And in the lab, we actually have an established model of uh, these levodopa and these dyskinesia patients. And so we can actually make animals Parkinsonian, and then we treat them with levodopa, and then they naturally develop these dyskinesias, and then we can try to treat them. And in this very animal model, we were able to show that these low-dose uh, sub-anesthetic ketamine uh, treatments did reduce established dyskinesia and suppressed the development of dyskinesia in these animal models. These are lab rats, right? These are lab rats. In these rats, you're also able to record electrical activity of nerve cells, right? Yes, that is correct. And what did you learn there? And there we did learn that, indeed, interestingly enough, uh, ketamine does change uh, synchrony. It's a very complex pattern that we see and look at, and there will be a while till we actually have figured out the details there, but ketamine does change uh, these, uh, uh, these hypersynchronous activities in the brain of these lab rats. So the next step will be a human clinical trial. Is that right? That is, that is correct. And so we recently got some funding by the uh, Arizona Biomedical Research a commission to conduct a clinical trial to really test that because uh, it's all fine and dandy if you have results from preclinical studies and we've, we've, we've helped patients a lot of time in the animal model and, and not everything actually has translated. So it has to be tested in a properly controlled clinical trial and we're in the beginning stages of that. So we're just working our way through the regulatory aspects of it and we'll start this in the fall. It sounds very exciting because it's a drug that's already in use in humans for other purposes. You should be able to move on the fast track here. That is what I probably am most excited about this specific project really is that we have 
50 years of safety data on this in much higher doses. So there certainly is uh, no, uh, no toxicity to be expected. There could be some issues with addiction that have to be evaluated. And so basically we first have to see, is it effective and then can it be used repeatedly? And so it's always important to remind ourselves that we actually have to go through a whole gamut of testing and really looking short-term and long-term. But it's, 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 it's very exciting and it really has an advantage over regular, uh, as I would call it, uh, discoveries where you discover something new, where, you, where you're left with having to do a lot more safety testing before you can ever go into uh, patient testing. Well, we'll keep our fingers crossed. Thank you very much, Torsten. Thank you. Listen to this and all Arizona Science Conversations at azpm.org slash Arizona Science. I'm Leslie Tolbert.